there are two wings and there's no fuselage anymore so the people are located in the wings crystal cabin meets the podcast where aircraft interiors experts talk about latest trends success stories and the industry's future Compiled by the Crystal Cabin Award, the only international award for excellence in aircraft interior innovation. Welcome on board. Hello, everyone. Here we are again. This is the third episode of our format Crystal Cabin Meets. I'm here with Lukas Kessner, Head of Marketing and PR at Hamburg Aviation and the Crystal Cabin Award Association. Yeah, and I am here with Carmen Krause-Bürseling, who is the project director of the Crystal Cabin Award. In our new Crystal Cabin Meets podcast, we from the Crystal Cabin team want to touch base with some of our prominent members from the community and uh, talk about their concepts and their points of view, especially in these challenging times for the, for the PAXX industry. Right, and today we meet two industry experts with whom we are taking a look into the future. Peter Fink, professor at the Faculty of Industrial Design Engineering at the Delft University of Technology, and Mark Bruckhans, uh, technical and working conditions engineer with KLM Royal Dutch Airlines. Today, we are going to talk about the future of flying, focusing also on the futuristic blended wing body concept of the V-plane, And we will also talk about the process of innovating sustainability, passenger comfort, customer journey, and much more. Peter, you are a professor at the Delft University of Technology. And Mark, you are an engineer at uh, KLM. Can you tell the audience in which context you met and how the two of you work together? Oh, we Uh, we met in different locations, but uh, uh, I think the most intensive collaboration is in the Flying V. So uh, we met there in different uh, situations where we asked students, for instance, to come up with ideas and then Mark was in the jury or Mark was helping us uh, yeah, to, to uh, get knowledge of the, of the KLM and in making the Flying V better. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, I met Peter via a colleague of mine at KLM who's the innovative manager of in-flight services and he introduced me. he asked me to help Peter with uh, the development of the of the flying V so I've been uh, every now and then I've gone to the University of Delft and uh, talked to students on how uh, how things actually work and are on board an aircraft and help them with innovative new ideas It's pretty good yeah <laughs> we, we'll come back to the Flying V in a second. Um, first of all, let's, let's talk a little about the current situation. And um, as academic work is oftentimes very much forward thinking and you make up your mind about the future, you have the young people on site on the campus um, that still come in unbiased and with fresh ideas. And is the current turmoil that our industry is going through already being reflected there in the everyday life uh, life and, and project at TU Delft? Um, do you have classes on, for example, sterile cabins already? 
Uh, that's an interesting, interesting question. Yes, we already work on the sterile cabins. Uh, some students now are working on that, and it really has impact on the way uh, they develop. And uh, what, but one of the astonishing things was what we found out: if if the, uh, the students do research in this field, we see that there is a difference in perception and what reality is. So people perceive sometimes uh, aircraft interiors not as safe, while it is. And there's also uh, a difference in, in in the moments when it's really unsafe. And for instance, uh, one of the students did research, and they found out that uh, especially the the um, disembarking, so the deboarding, so getting out of the airplane, that's really a point where passengers feel unsafe. So uh, some of them are working on uh, solutions for that to try to organize that better. Well, that's um, very interesting to know, and uh, I would like to, um, yeah, talk about the, the flying V. But um, before we come to sustainable flying and the question why the flying V is more energy efficient than other aircraft, can you first of all explain to the members of the audience how this concept long-haul aircraft will be flying? Because it looks a lot different than the aircraft we see today. Oh yeah, it's completely different. So it's there are two wings, and there's no fuselage anymore. So the people are located in the wings, and that means your experience is completely different. So you also watch through the windows, and watch. You can also watch to the front, so you can even see the runway when you are landing. So there, those those are things that are different. And when you are in the in the uh, uh, far away from the center of the aircraft, so more lateral. That means uh, your, the movements will be a little bit different. But we try to solve that but uh, by not having more than 11 meters out of the center of the airplane. And uh, there are studies that show then that the, the, the effect is still acceptable. But the whole system of flying is completely different. So you get into the airplane in the wing, you sit in the wing, and when you, yeah, when you sit there, you look to the front and you can look through the windows in the front. So it's a little bit, yeah, different than uh, than other airplanes. It's not really blended. It's really two wings uh, connected to each other. Another thing is for the people on the ground, the the engines are on top of the airplane. That means there's less noise going to the ground, and by its shape, it's already uh, less uh, fuel consumption because. Uh, you don't have fuselage, you only have a, a, a wing which is we contribute to lift. And by this form, you and if you use the current engine, it's only it's already 20% uh, less uh, consuming 20% less fuel. But we are also studying alternative fuels and uh, which makes it carbon neutral. What, what do you expect when will um, this be flying with another? kind of fuel um oh yeah, uh, if you see, if you see now in 20 years from now i think uh, one of the concepts will be further uh, developed and, and already applied but now we are studying three types of new fuel consumption one is the the synthetic uh, kerosene which is made by taking carbon and water out of the air and by solar energy, you make a kind of kerosene out of that, and then you fly on that. The second one is tested is the uh, hydrogen. Uh, 
So uh, you, then you fly on hydrogen, and the other one is on electric, but uh, the the batteries will be far too heavy. So we are studying now if you can make the airplane in the air by pots, and then maybe you can have the rest of the flight uh, by uh, batteries. The problem is with all three, uh, yeah, the, the, the synthetic kerosene is very expensive. The hydrogen has a difficulty. Uh, you want to have it flu fluid, you, you have to cool it. But if you land in Qatar and you put off the engines, that's really an issue. And with the electric, yeah, the batteries are too heavy. So with, with all three uh, propulsion systems, we still have things to de develop. So therefore, we, we in parallel study them, and then later we make a decision which to continue. And uh, last uh, question uh, here is, uh, what about the um, surface? I think um, the the surface has also a special effect um, yeah, yeah, when it comes yeah. to, to energy efficiency, right? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the 20% reduction you get by having a special form, and then yeah, the, the, the surface is made in such a way that it contributes to lift. But by the way, another issue which has to be solved is the surface. It's not surface, but the surface, because uh, it's high on its wheels. That means uh, all the material coming into the airplane, the, the, I think the, the current uh, Jetways, that's okay, but uh, if you want to have the catering, uh, you need to have new trucks to bring the catering at a higher level. But for the rest, it fits into a normal position at an uh, airport. I think the, the Flying V is a great concept showing uh, the vision where aviation should be heading in the long run. And if we want to make zero emission or near zero emission aviation in reality, yeah. What should be the steps to take in the next five to ten years? And that's that goes out to goes goes out to both of you actually because um, five to ten years that's when a lot of current university students will enter the industry um, on the one side and on the other side, uh, Mark, you're with KLM, so you have the everyday challenge of operating an airline. And uh, concepts are the one thing, but reality is the other thing. So, what do you think will be needed to to get there in the long run? Of course, KLM flies aircraft, but uh, uh, we also have uh, uh, um, uh, transportation on the ground. We, we use more electrical trucks these days to cater our, our aircraft or to tow our aircraft. It's all electricity, so there's less carbon dioxide emission from our, our ground uh, transport, as it were. And of course, we're also collaborating with. with uh, uh, Railways, you know, if you if you can take a short, if you go to Brussels, for instance, or Paris, try not to take the aircraft, take the train. Uh, so we're trying to promote our passengers also to take other forms of transportation, which have less carbon dioxide emissions. Um, and don't forget, we, we've got this, the newest, the best and state-of-the-art aircraft with less uh, CO2 emissions than, than, uh, than, we, than there was before. And uh, continuing with the Flying V, We'll continue to look at uh, other ways of limiting the carbon footprint, as it were, uh, from flying. Also, um, make sure that the aircraft is lighter. You can't make the aircraft that light, but you can make sure that, for, for example, that your galleys or your cage equipment is lighter than it used to be. When I came into this position I am in now, I managed to uh, um, 
decrease the weight of the trolleys by two to three kilos per trolley. So that's a couple of hundred kilos uh, you're going to save on fuel consumption uh, per flight. So those are all things that people probably don't see, uh, but they are very effective on uh, uh, deleting the carbon footprint. And I think in a couple of years time, if we keep on going, there'll be other uh, uh, opportunities we don't see now. But once they arrive, then we'll be, Caleb will be the first to grab hold of those opportunities and make the best of them. And I think uh, yeah, KLM did a great step in supporting this Flying V because yeah, then uh, we can continue uh, uh, making it in the future uh, carbon neutral. That what would, would be ideal. And then you're not only comfortable in the flight, but also about your flight. Uh, so uh, yeah, I see a lot of things happening in this field, but it's, it's also lightweight seats. It's also uh, uh, What's already done for many years is that you use one engine during taxi, and I see yeah a lot of uh, possibilities to to reduce the the carbon footprint. Exactly. Getting back to some of what Mark just said, um, KLM had a very remarkable year last year. Not only because you turned 100 years old which makes you the oldest airline in the world, still operating under its original name, but also because you launched a campaign called Fly Responsibly, where you uh, did exactly, as, as mentioned, you urged people to think of the climate footprint of their trip before making the decision to fly. And for a company that sells seats in the air for a living, that's quite a notable approach, I think. Um, do you guys exchange or work together in bringing forward such rather big fields of discussion or... Uh, where uh, do you think um, can you uh, see these kinds of discussion in, in, the, in the exchange between the universities and, and the airline operations? Peter, you just mentioned that, uh, you know, lightweight cabins and even so far as trolleys uh, can already make a difference. Yeah, yeah, and what what is interesting is uh, we have many projects in the field of trying to make it lightweight, and then we uh, often ask from KLM people to support us, and they're always there. So when it's about lightweight and sustainability, they immediately say, "Oh yes, we want to be part of uh, this project." <laughs> so that's also nice that you see it's not only in the in the marketing, big marketing words, but it's also in the people themselves who uh, who want to contribute to this. Yes, it's 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 exactly the deeds that Caleb does in this this aspect. Um, I've I myself have hosted a couple of uh, classes at Caleb itself with students from Edel from from Peter, uh, and then um, just with cabinet tenants flying, you know, fly real yeah. life, and then and then the students have ideas, and the cabinet tenants know what it's like in real life, and then you have a, a great chemistry which. Uh, which expands uh, about how can we make uh, flying more sustainable? What are the ideas for the future? Uh, we can't change it now, the now in, in three years, but the students can help us change uh, an aircraft or the interior of the aircraft or way of working in an aircraft for over the next 10, 15, 20 years. So that's investing in the future and that's, that's a great thing. And uh, Mark, in your role as uh, um, KLM engineer, you are, amongst other things, responsible for all equipment on board KLM aircraft in use by cabin crew. 
yeah. as a university student, I had the chance to work uh, as a flight attendant too. I was uh, with Lufthansa. So I do know that with your experiences as a, a former flight attendant, you are privileged for this task. As you know about all the processes that the crew members are going through during a flight. Um, do you have any wishes or maybe any hopes with regard to the cabin of a um, V-plane, for, ex for example, um, which would help eliminate problems or balance maybe unnerving situations on board? If you think about the boarding process or the galley layout, for instance. <laughs> yeah, let's just start with enough space for hand luggage. That would be a good start. All know that, that when people come on board, the first thing they're very nervous about is that luggage bin's mine, and that's all my stuff is going in. And the patient after me, he has to search out for himself where to put his own luggage. And then the cabin attendant has to sort of come in between the two and solve solve the problem. And that also always gives a stressful moment. He didn't even start at the flight, I and mean, he's still at the gate with the doors open. So I think that's something that everyone can relate to. No, enough luggage space to get all the luggage uh, of, the, of the passengers uh, safely uh, tucked away uh, in the aircraft. Um, that would be a, that'd be a good start. Um, and another thing, which is something I've always been working on uh, in my role uh, for the working conditions of cabin attendants, is making sure that the galleys which is their working work environment for a flight for six to 14 hours, uh, that that uh, is spacious enough to work in, so you don't bump into each other the whole time, for example, has enough lighting, enough oxygen, uh, and that all the materials you need to do the service eventually, that those materials are easy to reach. Um, yeah, it's very interesting also to, to have the practical knowledge of KLM in these projects because uh, yeah, together with students we found out we want with the idea that you change your position so you first have uh, three hours sitting in the middle seat then six hours in the bed and then to another seat and then the flight attendants immediately told us hey watch out if people want to get out of the bed and have a seat probably they don't like it and we have to play the police agent so together with them we mm -hmm. came to the idea uh, to have uh, the light uh, getting brighter, have the sound, your fire, your music getting up, and then someone telling you in the, in the cabin when you sleep there, uh, it's now five minutes, uh, in five minutes you will have your next seat, so please prepare for that. And then if you have that message, the role of the cabin attendant is not being police officer, but uh, helping the, the passengers to go to the next seat. And that's a better role than being so uh, therefore uh, KLM has that practical knowledge and which students don't have and that makes it very nice to collaborate mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, um, thinking about the cabin equipment is there anything that has gained much more importance within the last two years referring to sustainability or to uh, the pandemic maybe cabin equipment in general well, if you're looking at the pandemic, uh, like other airlines, we have uh, disinfectants on board the aircraft and enough soap, and every person has his own personal hygienic pack, sanitizing package from KLM. So on that front, we're doing quite a lot uh, against pandemics or diseases in general. Um, 
also a, a deep cleaning of the aircraft at each turnaround. Um, looking at GAN equipment, uh, uh, I'd say the trolley, the cart, is uh, uh, an important uh, aspect, which is not always, which is underestimated by uh, a lot, I think. Uh, don't forget, you don't, not always, it's not only the cabinet attendant looking nice in the cabin aisle, but the cart is a part of your presentation of the product you will give to the passenger. Your cart has to look fresh, has to look nice, uh, with a nice pattern on it. Um, uh, that will help enhance the experience of the of the flight. That for me is one of the one of the most important uh, gains we have made the last couple of years. And is there anything uh, about um, recycling? Maybe if you if we yeah think of uh, the tablets or um, for instance uh, at the Crystal Cabin Awards we had a submission. Um, with uh, yeah, sustainable meal tray, parts mm -hmm. of the tray, um, and the plates were made of bamboo and also of uh, coconut. Yes. Um, is there anything comparable? Um, do you see with uh, KLM something that you use? Oh yes, yes, we recycle almost everything. Um, we encourage our camera attendants uh, not to throw the cans uh, in the trash, but put them back in the drawers. The juice packs which have been used, put them back in the drawers. With our catering station here at Amsterdam can take all those cans and juice packs and uh, other items and uh, uh, recycle them uh, at, the, at the recycling station. And uh, that gives us a, a little bit of pocket money back as well. So that's a win-win situation. Um, looking at, at, at the trays, Less and less plastic. The tray, of course, will stay plastic, but that's washable, so that makes it sustainable. Uh, but uh, uh, no more plastic straws, uh, less plastic packaging, um, more use of cardboard and wood, which we'll be doing in the near future if we haven't already been doing it right now. Um, yeah, so we are moving on, on the, in that aspect, using less uh, metal. Because well, um, metal is heavy, which does something to your CO2 emissions, of course. Let's go back a little to the cabin of the Flying V. And um, the aircraft concept is very striking from the outside. And um, what do you think is the most striking inside uh, when we come to the concept of how passengers could uh, fly in this aircraft? Uh, what would be the most striking change maybe even uh, for the for the operations and for the crew oh, the, the first entrance is already strange because it's an oval cabin we used to a round cabin but it's an oval structure and in that uh, the oval cabin will get round if we are flying at 10 kilometers height because of uh, the pressure and uh, so we had to make uh, every 70 centimeters we had to make a rectangular in there to keep the oval position so you always also see that rectangular uh, 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 frames if you get into the airplane and in the airplane it will not be uh, just only seats there were all uh, the ideas that we also will have uh, beds flat beds for economy class prices that means instead of three seats next to each other you have three beds on top of each other there are many ideas about beds but they uh, fail in the 
taxi takeoff and landing position because you have to sit during taxi takeoff and landing uh, to get uh, fast out of the airplane in evacuation. But that is solved by having the lowest bed uh, uh, change into three seats next to each other. And then the middle bed goes up so that you can spill space for your head. So that will be strange if you see that. And uh, also the seats are not in the direction of the cabin and that's because the wing is not flying in the direction uh, uh, yeah in the fly direction so it's a little bit uh, angled that means all the seats are a little bit uh, uh, changed and uh, rotated so you're not sitting exactly in the direction of the tube but you're more uh, you're sitting in an angle so that will you will see also and we will try to make the buffet different in the sense that you will have to get your drinks yourself from the buffet. It's a, uh, so everyone gets on his mobile phone a signal when to go, so that not everyone goes at the same time. And then it's the advantage of a long haul flight that you have an extra walking through the airplane. And if you organize it good, uh, that's okay for the drinks and the buffet the, the dinner itself will be brought by uh, by uh, robots so there are some things that will be different than than with respect to current airplanes interiors if, if i may uh, elaborate on that a bit peter we had a virtual reality tour of course flying v um which i held at the uh, our cruise center with oh uh, yeah that's true yeah of yours with a lot of cabinet attendants and every cabinet attendant who had who had Done the virtual reality tour of the Flying V was astounded and amazed by the the room, the spaciousness of the aircraft, uh, and of course the buffets, what you just explained, and the coffee corners, uh, and the working conditions on the aircraft. So that was quite a spectacular thing to see. Yeah, and, and then and that our... enthusiasm for an aircraft which hasn't been made yet. It's quite yeah, good. yeah. And what was also interesting, the, the, we had the idea also to have the dinner by the buffet, but in the in the collaboration with the flight attendants, it was decided not to do that because it would be too complex to organize. So that's good to have people from the practical floor telling what is possible and what not possible is. Yeah, we have to look at flight safety as well right, during dinner. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and um, if we speak about uh, comfort today, it is meanwhile essential to embrace the complete customer journey experience. Yeah, yeah. You are portraying this journey, uh, Peter, with regard to the Flying V in your latest TED talk. Yeah. Can you illustrate why this aircraft type is predestinated for that special journey, starting by using a mobile app at home? Yeah, because uh, the moment you uh, book your flight you already have to select which three seat or two seats or one seat you want to have but we, we promote that you change your seat because changing of posture is better for comfort but also for your health so at home you have to book your flight so you have to book the first seat so maybe a middle seat then the bed and then maybe another seat and then you also have to book uh, how to go home because the autonomous driving car is standing there at the airport to bring you to your home address. And you also have to book uh, your when your suitcase is going to be picked up at your hotel. So it's because your, your heavy suitcase is going to be uh, uh, is traveling separately. 
and uh, that means you don't have to worry about uh, bringing your suitcase at the airport to uh, the desk so it's it's all organized separately it's it's not so new because already some airlines uh, offer this picking the suitcase at home but we think that will be the future and also in in your hand luggage you have a separate area for your own hand luggage so we don't have the coral anymore mark uh, mentioned a few minutes ago so this is i imagine um not only for meant to be for for the physical health uh on board and uh during the whole um customer journey um but also for the mental uh yeah. health because you are less stressed right yeah 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 you have the privilege of uh having a good sleep so you feel refreshed you have the the advantage of share uh, uh, having different seats but also having the advantage of walking for to get your drink and it's also the feeling of having control so that you can look for your drink have your own coffee so the feeling of control for passengers is important in this case and that's also good for your mental health yeah that's fantastic um and i mean the flying bee that's a concept you know for for the long run the the kind of the moonshot where we could be heading uh in in the long run um yeah. with, uh, zero emission flying even and um we currently you look at the industry as mentioned we're so much in the turmoil um and uh, reshuffling what what do you think should happen uh in terms of innovation because we want to stay innovative as as the, the yeah. pax x industry where should we put the next steps in the next five to ten years or what are the trends and developments that you guys see coming from the university level or from the operations level that uh, people should focus on and that could really bring uh, the segment forward? Yeah, yeah. I, I, what is now important, and if you have airlines visiting us, they see, uh, oh, there's hope. So I think we should now uh, focus on that. We have a, a, a moonshot, like you said, that you have a vision. This is going to be our future and we're going to into that future and we can do it because we built the future ourselves so that means uh, if we develop everything and uh, also we have to put our feet on the ground therefore it's important to work with airlines like klm but then if you see that you are so there are so many possibilities to improve this is only a few of them so we should think about all those possibilities we have in the future and have a have a positive look at what is going to happen and we need that in this time of uh yeah where everything is focused on corona and uh that uh, yeah the economics in flying is going down a bit but there's also a future ahead of us where uh yeah covid will be solved and that we will have uh, uh carbon neutral flights in the flying v concept you have as mentioned the oval shaped cabin and uh, you have a student concept um very much focusing on on the beds on board. Uh, again, you have the the flat beds, the sleeper seats, and the economy class as a as a first. And there have been studies showing that sixty percent want to sleep. Six percent of the passengers want to sleep on long haul flights. So yeah. uh, tell us a little bit of how this positioning works and why you put so much effort into also creating a a sleeper position. Uh, for this concept because you could have just gone the the, uh, the low-cost way and say well we just fill it up to the ceiling with uh, with economy class seats but apparently you did not choose to do so um so what's no, the no. background of that 
Yeah, on the other hand, we uh, we we used uh, the ceiling in uh, in the chaise longue, the space, the vertical space. We tried to use that, but uh, uh, yeah, sixty percent wants to sleep in a flat bed in a flat uh, situation because uh, many people sleep now in the in the sit in the upright sitting position, and you see that the comfort is very low in that position. So, uh, but on the other hand, uh, you don't want to sleep the whole time in. In the, in the airplane so therefore it's also good to have uh, seating uh, positions and in the bed itself you can also take a position where you can work with your smartphone or watch a, a movie so then uh, your trunk your 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 upper part of the body is positioned a little bit upright like you're reading a book in in your bed and that's a possibility as well so it's it's 60 percent that want to sleep but of course not 100 percent of the time so therefore we also added some things in the in the bed where which you can use when you're not sleeping but my favorite out of the four selected concepts from your internal competition would be the chaise longue if yeah, i could book a seat category in the v-plane and that's not only you Seventeen hundred people. We asked that, and the majority we prefer the chairs long. That's yes. because you can have a more position in it and a more upright position, and you okay. have much more leg space. And that's because we put the seats a little bit above each other, so you use the vertical space, and oh. that way you can have also also have a position where you can stretch your legs much more and uh, have a more relaxed position. So, and this chaise long is now in uh, in uh, development. What we showed in uh, to 1,700 people is not really feasible, uh, but so we in, improved it and together with some companies. We are working on it now, and may in the coming half year we'll make a prototype and we'll test it again. So, and that chaise long is also possible in in the Boeing 777 or in the Airbus A350. So it uh, it has potential, I think. Oh, that's good to know. So we will be sitting in the chairs long earlier than uh, yeah. <laughs> than in the V plane. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the the um, do you do you see any specific challenges uh, when you think of the certification uh, process of the chairs longer? Uh, the certification might not be the biggest issue. The biggest issue is how to make it in such a way that everyone can uh, get into the higher of the two seats the lower seat is easy to uh, to to get in an, in an egress but the higher seat is very difficult to get in so we try to look for a possibility how to solve that so that's that's a challenge we have and also the mechanism of uh, uh, changing the seats into the different position we now use a reclining position which uh, system which is certified but we don't think that's good enough, so we may have to make something which has to be certified separately. So that's a, 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 one of the our challenges we see now for the future. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, uh, if you're in it uh, uh, and you have the safety belt, that's that's uh, that's uh, not a major issue. And in the in the beds, one of the things is also that you need a safety belt. Well, but we think about. Uh, a sleeve that acts as a safety belt so that has to be certified as well well thank you very much i'm very much looking forward uh, like carmen to uh, sitting on the chaise long in a post-pandemic world oh. on my flight to some maybe we can, great maybe place. we can invite you to be uh, to be test subject 
<laughs> yeah. well, be oh, good. I would That'd do nice. that. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll take any kind of test by now. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we intend to, to show the prototype at the expo uh, in, in September. Okay, so that's mm -hmm. something we can really look forward to, I think, uh, yeah. to yep. see this in Hamburg again, live in September. Um, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us today. Um, I think we're out of time, Carmen, looking at you. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much for your thoughts. Um, this was very insightful for me, particularly by learning that science and here young scientists are uh, actively contributing uh, to the evolution of the aviation industry. It was a great pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much. Thank you very and, much. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think also the combination between scientists and people who stand with their feet in the reality, that combination makes it strong, I think. So that's why the KLM TU Delft combination is uh, strong. very strong. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we are going to see you in, uh, um, during the Aircraft Interiors Expo in September, then here in Hamburg. That would be great. Yes, certainly. <laughs> That was the third episode of Crystal Cabin Meets in Hamburg. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And of course, we are happy to hear your feedback. So do get in touch if you have any comments. And of course, stay tuned for episode four. We wish you happy holidays and a happy new year. Yeah, thank you also from my side. Thanks for joining in uh, so uh, tight on time and uh, Stay healthy, everybody, and have a happy holiday season, despite 2020 being 2020. And hopefully see you in Hamburg live and physically with the V-plane uh, next year. Thank you all. Well.